solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to this Friday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always, and I do mean always, being there. Um, loving it. We're also free and available on all platforms, and thank you for making the Locked On Texas, your first listen every day. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. You guys know me, one half of the co-host here of the Locked On Texas podcast. On the other side, my boy Cody Davis. Go ahead and get a folks to run down and let's talk Texans. Yes, sir. But before we start talking about Texans, we got to give a special shout out to the Houston Astros who go tied Shrek the Moose. World Series Let's the go. other night. <laughs> Please be sure to go check out the other great duo over at Locked On Astros to get everything you need about the World Series. But ladies and gentlemen, on this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, we're not going to be joined by our guy, Mr. Brandon K. Scott. We're going to do things a little bit different here as we're going to be joined by Mr. Doc Holliday former NFL running back who now covers the Los Angeles Rams just to get his thoughts about everything that's going on with LA plus his takes on the Texans and Rams game which is set to take place Sunday inside NRG Stadium but John it's Friday which means you want to give our listeners their moment to shine come on man couldn't <laughs> do it last week because we had a lot going on with the Deshaun Watson trade rumor. still do Still do, right? The the the, the uh, deadline is in a couple of days, so we had to dedicate a lot of time to that last week, so we apologize. But I want to get right back to it from our listeners, our viewers, from the YouTube comment section. And, Cody, I think the funniest one that I've read so far, because you're a guy, I'm a guy, and we know how important our Sundays are, right? You know, Sundays uh-huh. are for football, basketball, you know, chilling with your wife, fiance, girlfriend, the family, some good food, just kind of relaxing before we get back to that nine to five Monday through Friday grind, right? Uh-huh. My man, Easy MB, commented and said, Texas got me working on Sundays again. <laughs> Do you know how much pain you got to call ah, somebody man. to get them to say, you know what? I'm going to work on Sundays again. I'm going to be off. On Mondays, that way I can probably watch other games or delay. But I'm going to work on Sundays again. I don't got time to watch y'all. I'm going to go give me some extra hours in because clearly this ain't working. I also, Cody, I bet you don't remember my boy Mitch from North Kakalaki. Oh, yeah, I do, man. Remember him? Okay. (laughs) So, Mitch, you know, he said locked on Texas. Thank y'all. I didn't know if y'all remember me calling in last season, but it's been a tough one to watch this year. He also he started their comment off with is Mitch your favorite Texan fan from North Carolina? Usually listening to y'all on Spotify has been a love a long rough season for the Houston Texans. Just appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all and keeping it how we keep it. And I just want to say this, man. It kind of I want to shout out Mitch. I want to shout out everybody that has been following us since the day we took over. Uh, what three years now, Cody? Three seasons yeah, ago, man, we came a long way, <laughs> a long way. But my boy Mitch from North Kakalaki, he is still checking us out every day, and I appreciate that. 
Uh, Dread Shed, I hope I'm saying this, Dead Shred number nine. This was when we talked about uh, Whitney Merciless last week. His comment was, they're holding talent back and also letting some of the young talent go. That was a question mark. It makes no sense in a partial or full rebuild. I wonder why the O-line has been so bad since the first game. It looks so strong. I wish we would find a right QB like Moon, in reference to Morris Moon, and run the run and shoot in, a certain, in certain situations. Until the O-line is sorted out, it's, this team isn't going anywhere. Well, I think we need to get away from the days of the good old Oilers. That clearly ain't happening uh, anytime soon, Cody. But, you know, fans, are they're looking at every phase of this team, and they see it just like we see it, just like the team sees it. And one thing that was interesting is, I think, was it for yesterday's show or maybe the show before, we talked about how since game one, game two, I, I would say game two against the Cleveland Browns, this offensive line has declined, uh, you know, very quickly. They have regressed. We, we haven't seen any progress. And I would say that since the Larry Tunsil injury, now, Titus Howard has looked worse, so did Larry Tunsil kind of cover up some of the bad things that Titus Howard was doing because Larry Tunsil was so good? So the, the fans are seeing it as well, and I, I thought that was an interesting comment. I'm not going to kind of keep you guys here too long. Can I say something to that really quick? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, talking about the offensive line, of course, the number one issue, of course, is the injury because, you look, Marcus Cannon, even though we didn't get much out of Cannon, you know, he was still – supposed to be a part of this you know texans could arguably have you know one of the most decent offensive lines in the league but he's out for the rest of the season of course anytime you lose the talent of laramie Tunsil on that left side of course that's going to make the offensive line look extremely bad and not only that justin Britt is battling um with a knee injury himself um he and it, it's not as bad that's going to keep him on the sideline but look he's not 100 as we all know, if you're not 100%, you're not going to look like the talent that we are used to. However, you mentioned a name, and I do want to throw this out there just a little bit, Titus Howard. I've been told that Howard wants to go back to that right side. Right. And, right. and I'm not sure if James Campen and the Texans will do that. Um, there are some there, – there are a little bit of speculations that this week we might see a different lineup – for that offensive line, but as of right now, Titus Howard wants to go back to that right side. And look, I, I don't, I don't think he was ever too pleased to line up on the left side. You know, I right. think him being next to Laramie Tunsil, yeah, you know, he was being a team player. And look, of course, we got the the same old, you know, political correct answer. You know, I, I'm here and I'm going to do what they tell me to do, like every player every, on every team says. Uh, but I always got the sense he he was never too happy about going to the left side. However, he was lining up alongside Laramie Tunsil. But <laughs> on the flip side of that, Tunsil is no longer there. And now you're starting to see the ramifications of that for Titus Howard game. So, you know, yeah. I'm hoping that they that they at least put him back on the right side of that offensive line because, you know, I was wrong. We sure going to have to do a whole bunch of moonwalking this offseason. <laughs> I thought that putting Howard at left guard would be an opportunity to elevate his game. But once again, I was wrong. He we definitely need wrong. to go. To, to that right side, more so um, right tackle, which I'm pretty sure they only did that because they thought they was going to get Marcus Cannon. And, look, we had him for, what, maybe two games, if that. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 we, I think we both got to walk that back. And I would go as far as saying that maybe Houston will explore just moving on from Titus Howard in, in the starting role next year because of how bad he has looked in these last few games. And we got a lot of game left. Uh, Jaleel, Jalen Johnson, 0339. Jalen Johnson, not Jaleel Johnson, who used to <laughs> sign, but Jalen Johnson, 0339. So this is reference to your point, Cody. Honestly, there's no point in starting Taylor. There's no point in starting him and winning a few games. We just need to start Mill the rest of the way for this year's draft, uh, draft for defense, and start Mills next year. If he doesn't pan out, guess who you said draft? Bryce Young. Oh. <laughs> exactly, show, so. exactly, man. Look, th- there's no way. And look, nobody's telling me this. Um, I'm only speculating. You look at this quarterback room. I think. Uh, look, look at this quarterback draft class for this upcoming year. And look, Davis, David Cully said on yesterday that Davis Mills has the quote-unquote qualities to be a starting caliber quarterback in the future of this organization. I call BS on that. Not only do I call it BS, I think that is his way of showing the fans and showing the media that media that look we're going to give davis mills at least one more year but there's no way in hell nick casario isn't looking at what's going on in alabama and saying to himself we should have an opportunity to get bryce young and if we don't get bryce young there's another quarterback that's up and coming um what's my guy name who replaced spencer spencer rattler (laughs) Caleb, yeah, uh, Caleb Williams, he comes out in a couple years. So you're looking at two guys who I know it's still early, and I'm pretty sure they have a lot of college football still left, but you're looking at two guys who might be on that level to where you can arguably say they are close to a generational talent. Kind of a little bit more so, and no, I'm not comparing these two to Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, but if you go back to when was that, 2016, 2017, and you look where both Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson was, it was like, okay, if they find themselves in the right situation, if they get themselves on a talented team, they could like explode and actually be a, a tremendous quarterback in the league. And, you know, Deshaun Watson at one point here in the city of Houston, of course, we know what everything Patrick Mahomes has been doing, even though this year has been so much, so somewhat of a down year. But I'm looking at Caleb and I'm looking at Bryce Young as kind of the Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson of the quarterback class. What would that be? 2023. And I'm hoping that if the Texans don't find themselves getting a quarterback like a tool back in the trade, which we know that's not going to happen. A Jalen Hurst, which I've also been told there's they are not too high on him. They're a little bit higher on him than than Hurst. I mean than Tua, but they are trying to push position themselves to make a run at one of those guys. And the best way to do that I hate to say it, ladies and gentlemen, I know it might make y'all sick, but we might have to watch another season of mm. Davis Mills. Plus, I do want to mention this, the little promise that he showed, hopefully he could take that going to the offseason, and maybe just maybe he maybe might be the yeah. future. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is an organization who does not need to play um, Tyrod Taylor. They need to just go ahead and stick it out with Davis Mills, embrace the rebuild like we've been saying this whole entire week, and just try to position yourself to get a true franchise quarterback in the next two or three years. Absolutely. I will say this. Caleb Williams, he's actually a true freshman at 18, so I don't think he Mm. can come out until 2024 draft. Okay. That's that's right. Um, My my guy, Alabama, Bryce, he's a redshirt freshman, correct? Yeah, so he actually can come out in 23. Caleb Williams has to come out in 24. The last comment that we're going to move on – 
Listen, man. Let me just say this. I didn't wear a Dallas Cowboy jersey. I didn't wear a Cardinals jersey. Okay, look. So dread number number hashtag thirteen ninety one. Dread hashtag thirteen ninety one. Come in. How the bleep. TF, you know, you fill in the blanks. You're going to wear a Bucks jersey on a Texan podcast. Hey, man, listen. I wore, and I have to clear this up with a lot of my friends and explain this. I wore a, I wore a, a, a Mike Evans jersey. And Mike Evans is from Galveston. Shout out to the 409 G-Ball. Man, them boys can ball out there. But Mike Evans is from Galveston, 45 minutes from Houston, uh, from Texas, one a dog on Super Bowl this past year. And I'm just repping for the Texas boys, man. Like the home team with the home players, the people that actually grew up in Texas. I'm not – I didn't wear a Cowboys fan. I didn't wear a Patriot jersey, a Cowboy jersey. I didn't wear a Cardinals jersey, a Titans jersey. <laughs> I didn't coat nobody in the AFC South. They're not even in the AFC. They don't determine anything about the Texans right now. That's why I wore that Mike Evans. I try to wear a jersey – you know, whenever I can, I had the Kobe on, I had the two-fold purple and gold on. I wanted to start off with the uh, Bucks jersey, but that's why, man. I, I'm just a fan of Mike Evans, and he is from the state of Texas. This episode of the Locked on Texas podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, because they know they'll be having dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come and recharge, right? It's a place where you can always look forward to stopping it on a long road trip to rest your legs, refuel, and get some of those nuggets. At your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect, did somebody say Locked On Texans watch party? Hmm, let's see how that'll work out. I got a great McDonald's over here in Summerwood with excellent customer service. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. You know we've got you covered on all things Texans, but the trade deadline is right around the corner. Don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show. Reaction to every move, plus a second half season preview, and much more. Catch the show live from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time, November 2nd, on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. All righty, Texans fans, continuing here with this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, we have with us today Mr. Doc Holliday, former running back for, I guess at the time, there were the St. Louis Rams, and Whoa. now the co-host of Believe in Rams podcast, a part, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Doc Holliday, what's going on, my man? And welcome to Locked On Texans. Hey, what's up, man? Thank y'all for having me, man. Invite, I told Cam, yeah, I go on. Sorry about the delay, man. They don't know about the delay, but I know about the delay. <laughs> about the delay, man. Try to make this work, man. But I pleasure to be able to join you fellas, man. <laughs> no worries. No worries at all, man. Now, as you know, your Los Angeles Rams will come down to Houston and take on the Texans inside NRG Stadium on Sunday. And look, we're talking about two separate teams who are doing two completely different things here in the 2021 season as the Los Angeles Rams are coming in with a six and one record. Doc, one of the biggest reasons for success so far that the Rams are having has been due to the arrival of Matt Stafford. Can you just share with me and the listeners how much better has Stafford made the Rams this season? 
Hey, man, you know what? Everybody knows about Matthew Stafford and his physical characteristics and his physical abilities, man. He, he's been an outstanding quarterback since he came into the NFL, did some great things with Detroit. And Jared Goff gave us some things, but he was inconsistent. The thing about Matthew Stafford, he has been consistently good. Now, he's had one off game, and we ended up losing. But Matthew Stafford has been giving us what Matthew Stafford gave the Lions for all those years, man. You know, his arm strength, his vision, man, just he's a veteran presence. But even more than that, man, he's just mentally tough. Jared Goff, just he, he fragile, man. He was sensitive. That's the big difference I see with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, really just that mental toughness because Goff has the physical characteristics, but he couldn't be consistently good, man. And, you know, he's kind of sensitive. Matthew Stafford have not seen that sensitivity at all, man. Any player or players' success stories for this team right now, Texans, to keep an eye on for Sunday? Well, man, you anybody know, it's – outperforming – I'm sorry, anybody that's outperforming oh. what they – you may have thought they would preseason uh, doing now? You know, that's hey, that's a that's a very good question, man. I think I think all the usual suspects have been balling out for the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think the Rams have anybody that's going to pop up and surprise you. Cooper Cup been taking care of business. You better watch out for Robert Woods. Everybody knows that Robert Woods can play. But right now, Cooper Cup, since he was Matthew Stafford's dinner guest a couple of times in the offseason, that's who, that's who Matthew Stafford has been looking for. So pay attention to uh, uh, Robert Woods. And also, don't forget about Deshaun Jackson on the outside, man. He'll still take the brains off that defense and take the top off that defense and knock your block off. So Texas, do not forget about Deshaun Jackson just because you see Cooper Cup putting up big numbers, man. Is it Super Bowl or bust for y'all right now? You damn right, it's Super Bowl, bro. I don't mean to cut okay. you off. Yeah, Super Bowl or bust, bro. Okay. No Rams fans right. don't want to hear nothing else, my guy. They don't want to hear nothing about no playoffs. They don't want to hear nothing about no Super Bowl birth. They wouldn't have got Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Jackson that made those moves in order to make it to the Super Bowl, especially with the Super Bowl being played at SoFi. Man, they don't want to hear no, we made it to the second round of the playoffs of the mm-hmm. NFL Championship game. They don't even want to hear, what. well, we made it to the Super Bowl game. Hell, Jerry Goff did that. They got Matthew Stafford in order to win it. So yeah, it's Super Bowl to bust and bust bust their head if they don't if they don't get it. All right. <laughs> hey Doc, really quick before moving on, I do want to talk to you guys about Jalen Ramsey. You know, when he was down here with the Jacksonville Jaguars, we had an opportunity to see him two times a year, but this will be the first time the Texans will have an opportunity to play against Jalen Ramsey since being dealt to Los Angeles. Can you talk about in what ways Jalen Ramsey has actually improved this game? From his time with the Jacksonville Jaguars, hey man, I think he's I think he's more Brinks and Wells Fargo now than he was in Jacksonville, and you know what that means, man? Just straight lockdown, bank. He's a thief. You better watch him. He's sneaky, but he's up front as well. I think the difference of Jalen Ramsey now, man, is that you have a more mature Jalen Ramsey. You know, when he was in Jacksonville, his, his ass a fight. He be ready to fight you in a minute. He get mad. He might you know might get a couple of personal fouls and. Uh, but now he has that mental maturity to go with the physical maturity and the physical attributes he has, man. And now Jalen Ramsey doesn't get too frustrated when people don't throw the ball his way. You know, back then he was trying to prove himself. It's always the difference when you're trying to prove yourself and you're trying to get that big. You can put some pressure on yourself and you can get caught. You can get lost in frustration, especially playing cornerback. No one is throwing at you. So I think they saw that in Jacksonville. Now he's gotten that big paycheck. He doesn't have to prove himself. So I think right now you see a different Jalen Ramsey as far as mental maturity, and he's patient, man. He don't try to, you know, get out of position and make plays like a lot of the other defenders would do. Don't actually execute the defensive call trying to do things on their own. So I think you have a more uh, a mature Jalen Ramsey now. 
And I think that's the biggest difference between him being in L.A. now than when he was in Jacksonville. I got one more I got to ask you. How yeah. happy are you guys with the running room right now? You know, you with, lost, the running- uh, the, the, with the running room, yes. You lost a very important piece in the offseason, somebody that, you know, I thought he could kind of replicate close as possible what Todd Gurley was able to do in that offense. But then, he, you know, Henderson goes down. How happy are you with this running back room right now in this season? I mean, it, it's good, man. You know, we we would have we have uh, uh, would have loved to have Cam Akers. He was going to be the starter this year, but Daryl Henderson is more than capable if he can stay healthy. And the thing about it is that the Rams and Sean McVay have to commit to the running game. Like we didn't run the ball that much last weekend, but we won the game anyway. See, last year, even like the year before, then if the Rams were running the ball at least thirty times a game, man, they were damn near undefeated, bro. But and maybe had one loss a couple of seasons. But this year, haven't been running the rock as much but we really don't have to man because we have a matthew Stafford, and you have all those weapons and receiver but i'm extremely happy with the running uh, uh running room right now darren henderson i'm a memphis tiger uh he played at memphis so you know me and isaac we always look at daryl henderson and keep close eyes on him but he's more than capable man of, of giving us maybe not the explosiveness cam makers uh, uh cam makers gave us but he's able to do what we need him to do for that running uh, uh, uh that that running room productive Mm. And I'm hey, sorry, Doc. I met Cam Akers at the beginning of that. No, no, you good, bro. You good. It's all good. I know what you mean. You may speak sometimes, man. It's cool. <laughs> hey, Doc, really quick, um, before closing out this show, um, I do want to ask you, you know, you are a former NFL running back yourself. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you did play for the Rams at the time they was yeah. in St. Louis. Right? Louis Rams, You're exactly right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what I do want to ask you, you know, when looking back on your playing time and from what, you know, now you are now analyzing the Rams and analyzing the NFL, how much has the game evolved, especially for the running back room? I mean, it's damn near tag football now, bro. It's flag football now. It's not the same. It's not even close, man. They don't even have the same mentality, man. I was talking I was talking to Cooper Cup earlier this year, asking him about hazing rookies and stuff. I said, he's like, what? We don't do that, man. You're basically oh, we don't do like what the hell is you talking about? But now, man, it's a different it's a different thing. Like when I was playing, uh, you know, they had the fullback. It was a really a pro style offense. You had the fullback, you had the tailback, and I had to play fullback and tailback. So you ice mm-hmm. on linebackers and, and and trying to knock heads with Reggie White's coming off the end. It's just a totally different game now, man. You had concussions like all the damn time back then. So the game is. It's a different form of physicality, man. It from we go from you know heavyweight punches to now they like. <clears throat> so that's the difference to me, man. You know, I played with more <laughs> like this right here. Now they playing. <laughs> you know, that's the difference. To me. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, Doc, really quick, last question before closing out. Uh, when you take a look at the Houston Texans, of course, you know down here in Houston, this is a team that's really not working with much. Um, as a matter of fact, we still don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback as of right now. Tyrod Taylor is expected to come back, but at the same time, if he isn't ready, we'd be going out there with rookie quarterback Davis Mills. However, on the flip side of things, with you guys coming in at 6-1, and one, what are some of, the, I guess, weaknesses within the Los Angeles Rams that you see that if the Texans can actually exploit, can actually improve their chances? I'm not going to say winning the game, but at least improving their chances of just ain't competitive. Maybe in the trainers, water boys, <laughs> y'all water boys might be better than the Rams. That's about it. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I don't know. You talking about players on the field? I mean, managers and trainers, y'all might have a, you know, the advantage on that. But, I mean, Houston is sorry. I mean, the Texas is trash right now. And let me tell you this. Anthony Miller, is. I'm very, I'm very close with his family. 
So they cut my guy. So mm-hmm. Houston, Texas, let my guy. They they got they brought him in and let him go. So I'm not. We was not happy about that either, either. At all. That's what I'm saying. So that's that's my guy. I still be in contact with him. I had I had to send him some texts and uplift his spirit after what the mm-hmm. Houston Tex- Texans did to my to the young royal. So my whole thing is uh what the Houston Texans can try to exploit is maybe the Rams taking uh, uh you all for granted, taking them for granted, and taking them lightly. But I don't think they're gonna do that. I just <laughs> nothing. No, no chance. No nothing. No, I ain't gonna no, say no chance. Hey, I ain't gonna say no chance, bro. Because cats are NFL players. They are, you know. But y'all had to go with a rookie. Whoever quarterback y'all go to, go with. You got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Leonard Floyd. So whoever you go with, it's gonna be a problem, bro. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Doc Holiday. Right uh, we we are fourteen and a half point underdog. See, hey, Detroit was 14 and a half point underdogs too, and they almost won. So that's why I don't ever look at that kind of stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? So but, but Detroit, you know, they're 0-7, but at least they've been competitive. After Tyrod Taylor went down, everything just went downhill for the Houston Texans. <laughs> I like Tyrod too, man. Salute to the brother, man. Brother quarterback, he doesn't get enough, enough credit. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Doc Holiday, the co-host of Believe in Rams, a part of the Believe Podcast Network, and of course, former NFL running back. Doc, really quick, if you are if you are on social media, where can our listeners follow you at on all the social media platforms? Well, uh, on Twitter, it's at the underscore Doc Holiday with two L's. And on Instagram, it's at the Doc Holiday Show, because I got a talk show as well, man. So that's where mm-hmm. you can find me on uh Twitter and on Instagram. You know, I really hate that this season has led us to having no faith in this team in a lot of these big games that they have. The Cardinals, the Rams, uh, even the Patriots. I thought that was a big game. You got two rookie quarterbacks going against each other, and we just don't have any faith in our team. But you know what I do have faith in? The freedom of choice to choose any of your delicious flavors that's brought to you by Bill Bar. They have so many of those delicious flavors. You don't want to miss out on the double chocolate strawberry the cookies and cream to say the least the best part about it is if you haven't tried all the flavors go ahead and look to get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of those nine flavors not only are bill bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy too check this out only 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and net carbs all tasty all healthy all amazing flavors order today and get that grasshopper cookie the raspberry, or whatever you like. Bill Bar is also the official protein bar for the U.S. track and field team. That's kind of dope. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code Locked On for 15% off at BillBar.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the national expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, that was Mr. Doc Holliday, former NFL running back and now Los Angeles Ram analyst over at the Believe Podcast Network. You know, John, uh, this game, and you kind of mentioned this when you did your advertisement for Built Bar, you know, it kind of sucked that it's, it's not only that this team is bad, but it's fact that this team is so bad to the point there's not even faith that this team is going to be competitive. 
And remember, I, I never said that this team was going to be a playoff caliber team. You know, I ain't going to lie. I kind of started playing with the idea. You know, when Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback, we looked good against the Jazz, and we gave the Cleveland Browns a run for their money in the first half. But it's like sometimes I'm dreading to watch these games, and I'm even more so dreading to watch these games now because Mark Ingram is no longer with this organization. And it's like what the hell is going to happen with this run game now? That's a good question, Cody. Uh, I also wanted to kind of play around with the thought that, you know, number one, maybe they were moving on from Mark Ingram. We know that that, there was probably some respect level there between Mm -hmm. Cully, between Ingram, between the front office, because Cully and Ingram has a relationship and just not working out here on this one and 16. It's about to be one and seven. And I would rather you just like Whitney Merciless. I would rather you have an opportunity to, kind of sell off in the sunset a little bit. You know, hmm. I think the Saints are one of those teams, when they get everybody back and they're going to be healthy, we're going to see a different team. And they don't have their number one receiver on their field, Michael Thomas. So they're struggling a lot because players are not on the field. And I'm going to send you back somewhere where you got a lot of familiarity with, especially with Avril Kamar. Uh, but I also looked at the fact that maybe they also was moving on from him so they can have a roster spot open that may, they may be able to play around with in the trade if they're looking to get players and picks back in this upcoming trade deadline. Who knows? We'll keep you guys updated on that. Now, as far as the run game, it has to be now Scotty Phillips gets some playing time. You know, and, the, and, the, and the problem is we've been saying this for the last – how many weeks? <laughs> right. But we've also seen, I don't know if you noticed, but we talked about the running back situation last week. I don't know if you guys remember, but I mentioned how David Johnson has more snaps than Mark Ingram had in the last few mm-hmm. games, right? Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been panned out. Mark Ingram actually had a pretty decent game this past Sunday. Uh, he's had a couple of games this year where he's able to rush for at least four yards per carry, which around the medium in the league, median in the league. So, okay, he's a little bit average, under average, whatever. But overall, you know, I, I think moving on from Ingram did a couple of things. Gave Ingram an opportunity to say, whew, I'm glad I'm out this situation. I can go play ball for a team where it actually matters. Uh, they cleared up a roster spot. And now at some point during this game on Sunday, I expect to see Philip. I'm sorry, Scotty Phillip, at least get five to ten snaps on Sunday and, and a couple of carries or a couple of touches at the ball because, you know, the excuses are getting ran out. You mentioned before that Charles who wasn't playing because he wanted to give George Jenkins some time. And so now, when he merciless was gone, who played. And he actually played pretty well on Sunday. You mm-hmm. also mentioned how many running backs you want to have play. Scotty Phillips was healthy scratches a lot of these games, right? He was brought up on a 53-man roster, but hadn't played so far this season. So now I'm using your logic, Houston. Mark Ingram is gone. Now Scotty Phillips should be playing. Mm. And with that being said, that's going to conclude another installment of Locked On Texans. And boy, 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 next week. Next week, we got gonna some great crazy. content. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. really crazy. Um, You know, I, I'm not going to lie. People say the NFL trade deadline is, doesn't live up to the hype that the NBA trade line does. And it doesn't John, if the, the, the experience that the NFL could finally have 
is going to fall solely right off of 6'10 and Kirby. Because not only if they depart from Deshaun, if they depart from Zach Cunningham, Brandon Cooks, the the Titus Howell, whoever in the hell else you want to throw in there, there's a lot of players who could be on the move. This literally could be a farewell game for a lot of these Texans players. And with that being said, next week we are going to try to do – Oh, go right ahead. Would we be shocked if they move on from one of those tight ends? I wouldn't. You wouldn't be okay. I wouldn't I just, at all. Like, let's go ahead and have fun. Let's get crazy a little <laughs> bit. If Houston just moves on from maybe Phil Brown or Jordan Akins, who he's in the last year of his contract, Phil Brown just signed his contract in the offseason. Uh, Brevin Jordan has been healthy scratches as well. You know, maybe there's something going on there practice. He's just not catching or going to the NFL game yet, or we'll just see. Like, I think Houston has some players on this team. Tanish Brook, Desmond King. What what can they get back for some of these players that only makes sense? And the tight end group is a group where I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they trade a tight end for a seventh round for the 2022 draft or something like that, 23. Exactly. And, look, we know trade day line, Houston Texans. Of course, we've been talking a lot about Deshaun Watson, but next week we don't know which day, but we are going to do our own um, trade deadline special here on Locked On Texans where we look at other candidates like Brandon Cooks, like Jordan Akins, like jo- like John just mentioned. Um, just look at other candidates who could possibly be on the move prior to next Tuesday's trade deadline. So we're going to have a lot of fun here on Locked On Texans. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Absolutely. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Here at Locked On Texans, we do two things, man. We report the facts. We report the fun. Bulls on parade with the fade. We out here. We'll see y'all Monday. And we pretty, I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of those uh, L Mondays, not a victory Monday, Cody. So (laughs) be prepared. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.